And we're back with an episode of the MDM Podcast. I'm Joe Morales. Join my co-host, Trevor Markowski. Trevor, how are you doing on a day after a really, really, really bad jet loss? One of the worst losses I've ever seen. It's it was brutal, and it was another it was another brutal Jets loss to a team that came into MetLife Stadium and had no business winning the game. Yeah, and you have to understand the circumstances. They played a Thursday night game, which meant short week. They knew the quarterback for the Denver Broncos was a nobody, and it starts and ends with the ineptitude of this coach who finds new ways to amaze me every week with his mind-boggling play calls, with the way he handles his roster. And I say the roster because look what he did with Mekhi Becton last night. Yeah, unacceptable. You know, really now, I think the Jets are destined for his top five pick. You're 100% right there. But in this game, in this game, you had Mekhi, I want to go back to Mekhi Becton because this bothered me. Mekhi Becton was your first-round pick this year the cornerstone of your offensive line for, for years to come. As a 21-year-old rookie, he cannot be used at all when he's been dealing with a shoulder issue all week. Emergency or not, you cannot roll out Makai Becton when he has a shoulder problem at such a young age and when he's supposed to be the cornerstone of your offensive line for, for a decade. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. And, and you know... A questionable coaching uh, decisions again. Yeah, and so in this game, it was the defense and the coach. And I, I don't even know where to start. But Adam Gase's decision to to kick a field goal on fourth and one down two points in the fourth quarter, that was a prime example of Adam Gase thinking about one person and one person alone. And that's himself. He did not want to be fired last night, so he he took the quick and easy three points when he could have gotten more. Yeah, and you know a lot of a lot of miscues on the coaching, and I didn't really face a defense that was that that great. And I didn't think the offense didn't play that great either. I thought they were just very very average. Well, this was a defense without Von Miller, and it's also an offense without a starting quarterback. This is the backup to the backup to the backup going into the yeah. right now. He's their third-string quarterback. Uh, and it was just another stupid decision for Adam Gates to think about his job rather than the whole team. And going for it on fourth and one was best for his team. There's no question about it. And the head coach had a brutal game. But so did the defense, who led up 37 points to Brett Ripon, an undrafted quarterback. He put up 37 points. Throwing three interceptions. The Jets won the turnover battle three to nothing, but lost by double digits. It, it's it's unbelievable. It really is. It's hard to do that. Hard to do that. And, um good. But I, I think the issue is Gase. And there's obviously issues on the defense, there's no question about that. Well, the defense made six personal fouls. That's yeah. unheard of. And I, I and I think that uh, there's problems on the offense, too. I mean, there's no question about it. Besides when the one play to go up 7 nothing, I wasn't impressed at all, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I, I want to talk about Darnold because me and you disagree on Darnold first, uh, big time. But with between the personal fouls and the unnecessary roughnesses or the uh, roughing the passer, 
maybe it's it's the rules that are too protective of the quarterback, and that's the way the league is trending. They want to protect the quarterback. Some of the uh, some of the penalty calls were were BS, right? It's sometimes you just got to let the play yeah. out. It's football, but the biggest penalty of the game, the biggest personal foul, was the Quinton Williams face mask call on third and six on Denver's twenty nine when the Jets were winning. If Quinton Williams makes a legal tackle, the Jets have the ball in great fielding position. They do, and you know, instead, you know, it's bad teams have mental mistakes, and that was obviously one of them. Do you think the the passing the uh, the roughing the passer rules are too sensitive? I think in some cases they are. I think the I think the refs are taking on a play by play basis. You know, it can't be one size fits all. And there were That's- plenty of there were plenty of calls, and we'll transition to Darnold here. There were there was a a a, a no call when remember when Darnold got hurt, he hurt his shoulder. Yes. Where the defender sort of suflet, uh, suplexed them, like you'd see in the WWE, and there was yes. no call there. It was questionable. I thought it was legal, but regardless, Donald got taken out for a couple plays. I thought it was no penalty as well. Me neither. And was was there a part of you? Because there was a part of me that thought this was Donald's last play of the game, maybe the year. I don't know. I thought maybe the game. You know, Joe Flacco came in and went two for two. <laughs> you want to talk about Donald? We'll talk about Donald for a second. So. You think he did bad. I'm not calling 21 for 35. Go uh, Passing with 215 yards. And uh, I'm looking at the wrong game here. But he threw for 230 yards. Right? No interceptions. And they still managed to put up 27 points against him. Yeah. I mean, but again, I understand you with 27 points. Mm-hmm. But a pretty bad team. I mean, come on. And... The Jets are a really bad team, too. Well, yeah, but there's bad defense, so. But if you think about it, that play when he went up 7 off the, the Jets, right? That Darnold play, it was a great play, no question about it. You got him it. There was some really poor tackling there. That, you know, that was that was Darnold's best play I've seen from him in a couple of years. Yes. He, scram- got- he scrambled out of the pocket. He shoved off by five defenders. And, yes, it was, very, it, was, it was lazy tackling. I'll give you that. But the footwork looked great. He was able to read read the pocket. He was able to get out of there quickly. And 46 yards. That's huge. I agree. After that, I thought he was just very eh, average quarterback. Against the, it looked very average. I, he, mean, I don't know. He was good, not great. And I can't call him average because, that, like I said, that, that was his best game of the year by far. But it was against a bad defense. Right, but it's a bad team. Look, look what he has to work with. He has no running back. Jamison Crowder's his best wide receiver. Uh, it's, it's he is he's not getting any help. My point was he's no. doing it by himself. He led the team with rushing yesterday. I agree, but when they played competent teams, he's done not that great. Oh yeah, and the competent teams they're playing. You look at the schedule coming up. They're staring zero and sixteen in the face. You think they're going to beat Buffalo, Kansas no. City, Seattle, Los Angeles? No, maybe Miami. I yeah, they might get a game in Miami. They might get one game. But if they couldn't beat Brett Ripon, who could they beat? I I I circled the Chargers game cuz for a couple weeks now we've been we tossed that one in the air. But if they can't beat this Denver nobody, you think they could beat Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert? No. And and you know, I I I think the Jets are destined for number 1 pick. And if you get the number 1 pick, 
You got to take Trevor Lawrence. Do you really? Yes. See, I was thinking more of you straight down. You get more picks. No. I, I see the logic there because with a new head coach coming in, presumably, if, if it's not, then I don't know what to tell you. There's, there's presumably a new coach coming and you want to get him a new quarterback. But if Sam plays like he did today and he is an average quarterback and you have a chance to, we have with two number one, with two first round picks and you have the number one pick into choose a franchise changing player. I think I, I don't know if I take Trevor Lawrence yet. Yeah, you have to see, you have to tell me the rest of the season. Though. It's a little too far early to tell me. I completely agree, and they might even get might even get the first pick. But yeah. I don't know where these wins are coming from. I I, I totally agree. All right. So you want anything else from the Jets? No, I'm good. All right. So you weren't here on Wednesday when I did the Yankee show, and you were probably sleeping. But I want to get your thoughts on Game Two of the Wild Card series. Well. What a game, man. Holy cow, what a game. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Yeah. And I, I think the, the bullpen was the bullpen wasn't great. They gave up their fair share of runs. But they, they they played I think they played very well. I'll tell you this. The offense was well and to fight back in a classic game like that, LeMahieu again, thank God we didn't play last night. That's all I have to say. Here, I'll start with the pitching because I came on here at two thirty in the morning. Like I said, you were probably sleeping, but I was ripping apart your guy, Jonathan Loisiga, for coming into the game, um, giving up two runs to Britain's runners on first, and then in the eighth inning, walking the first two guys. I was ripping this guy apart. What an awful performance for Jonathan Loisiga. Yeah, I agree. You could say a lot of pitchers didn't pitch that great. Who was worse than him, though? I mean, Tanaka was bad, but I like to give him excuse. Him a excuse. He had the yep. rain and mm-hmm. yeah, all that. But, that was no worse than him, but I don't think the whole pitching staff. I think, truthfully, both pitching in the game, Indians and Yankees, didn't pitch that well, great. Well, yeah, there were 21, 20 runs scored by both teams. But uh, listen to this. Adam Adovino is no longer in this circle of trust. Right? No, he's not. They're going to Jonathan Luizaga over Adam Adovino. And rightfully so, Adovino has not looked like himself this year. I completely agree. And LeMayhew again comes in clutch. Uh, it's coming to the point where this guy is going to get close to $30 million this year. Yeah, and how about your man Gary Sanchez? I told you he'd come around, and I am so upset that they are not going to start him in the first game. They after after they, the game they, oh, that he had. Wait, wait, wait. He, Higgins did well with Cole. Why would you, why would you mess that up? Because it's Garrett Cole. He does go with everyone. I, w- I would start with Higgins Don't If it's not broken, don't fix it. But you're taking a, a big bat out of your lineup, and against a team that you really struggle against, they're gonna need every run in the series. I would start Higashioka. I trust him. I, Sanchez, he's very streaky. I, I don't know. And then in game two, they haven't named a starter. I assume it's gonna be Tanaka. We know it's gonna be Tanaka. And then in game three, it's I, gotta be going. I would go Hap. Hap is no. look great down the stretch, and the Rays are a very lefty heavy team. When do you agree it's going to be Garcia or Hap 3 and 4? Yes, we don't know what I think it's going. Garcia 4, and then if they need to, Cole's going to go game 5. I would go Garcia th- I would go Garcia 3, that's my opinion. And then I saw James Paxton was working out in the field the other day, and I got to tell you, I do not want him coming back. I don't want him playing another game in the playoffs. Yeah, I think he's done for the season. He's got He's got to be done for the season. He's got to be done on this team. I do not want this guy back. Yeah, I would take Tanaka over Paxton next season. Oh, definitely. And... You got the Rays coming up. 
the Yankees had their issues with the Rays. They can't seem to beat them. But it's the playoffs. You, you flip the page. And it, it's just a, it's a brand new season. But I want to tell you one guy I'm worried about in this Tampa Bay Rays lineup. Hunter Renfro. He is very familiar with this San Diego ballpark. He played there for almost five years. Uh, he's hit a, a ton of home runs there. If there's one guy I'm scared of this year, it's Hunter Renfro. I agree. And, you know, I've been, I maintain it for the whole year, and I think we're better than Tampa Bay. Well, I've always, I've always said we're better than Tampa Bay. And I do want to get on you because you picked the Blue Jays. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about that in a second. But with the way they handled the Blue Jays, they look dangerous right now. I Yes, but, you know, and I, I like the Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays are not the Yankees. I'm sorry. They're, it's a different team. They're not the Yankees. Clearly, it hasn't bothered them this season, but maybe with Stanton, Stanton's on his game. We've got to talk about Stanton. Stanton looks he looks great right now. He's seeing the ball. He's, get, he's walking. He's hitting home runs left and right. Yeah, we have to remember this too. When the Yankees played Tampa, that was without Stanton and a couple other guys out. Judge was missed some of those games. So this is a different Yankee team they're facing. Yeah, that's my point. You have Stanton looks good. Judge is figuring it out. Sanchez is figuring it out. Uh, it, it, it's a different Yankee team. So I'm not counting them out right away, but it's also it's not going to be a three game sweep. This game, this is going to five games. Look, I think they win game one because Cole. Mm-hmm. I think game two is a. a Toss-up. Mm-hmm. Game three, we don't know the pitchers yet. So I think the first two games, they could, I think they could win both, she asked me. And with no home field advantage. In a, in a five-game series with home field advantage, and you're the road team like the Yankees would be, the rule is to get one game on the road. Here, it doesn't matter, so you just have to win every game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're, the, if you're uh, the road team in a five-game series, you win one game, and then the next two are in your stadium. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a neutral site, it doesn't really matter. Yes. So they play the Rays. Also in the American League, the uh, the Astros beat the Twins. I saw that coming. I picked them. I had the A's beating the White Sox. So we both had the Astros. Did you have the A's? I did not. All right, so you had the White Sox. And in Game 3, when the White Sox threw out Dan Dunning to, to start the game, it, it showed why the White Sox shouldn't have been here. They have no starting pitching besides Giolito. And Keiko had a good year. And they were not fit to be a playoff team. But Oakland and Houston, these two teams have bad blood. And similar to the Yankees and Rays, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a fight. I wouldn't be surprised if the guys are getting pitched up and in. And I also wouldn't be surprised if it's a five-game series. I think this Houston team's really good. And people are counting them out because they're, uh, they're big stars. Like Altuve and Springer and Correa all had bad years. Yeah, I think this Houston team is sneaky good, and I think they're going to beat Oakland, and that's, that's my opinion. I haven't beaten Oakland, too. Um, the team they beat, they beat the Minnesota Twins, who have gone, what is it now? Is it 17, 18, 18 straight uh, pl- uh, playoff appearances without, is it a win or a playoff series win? A win. Well, yeah, I kind of want to see uh, Dodgers Cardinals because I love Yadi Molina and Adam Wainwright. These are postseason warriors. 
the Cardinals, when it comes to October, are sneaky good. They always figure out a way. But tonight, I, agree. I think tonight they get the win. And I think the I, I think the Padres win tonight. I just I really want to see Padres Dodgers because I think that's a tremendous series. And by the way, as you say that, I have word on who's starting for the Padres tonight. Do you know what? Who oh, is it? Is it you? <laughs> no, I did not get the call, unfortunately. Although I was kind of expecting one. Um, try and guess. Who do you think started? I don't know if you know. I don't know how many pitchers you know on the Padres, but try and guess. Luis Patino. No. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you. They're going with an opener. Craig Statman is starting. Wow. I, I, I thought either Patino or an opener. So they're going to go with an opener. So. You, know, you know why I like the opener in the, in, in uh, a series like this? You have all these off days coming up. And there's a DH in the National League now. That's true. You have the DH. Or it means you don't have to pinch it. And you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for the National League. That's four days off to get this bullpen rested. All hands on deck for the Padres today. Yeah, I agree. And so there's no reason why you can use everybody today, or mostly everybody. Yeah, and Tadis and Machado look great. They they uh, Tadis had two home runs yesterday. Will Myers, Will Myers had a had a really good year this year, a really good bounce back year, and he had two home runs last night. Uh, so that's going to game through tonight at ten o'clock. That's a big game. As for Cubs and Marlins, they're playing right now. They're in a nothing nothing tie in the sixth. Uh, the Marlins are one game away from moving on to play the Braves. And I had the Marlins winning the series. Uh, Udaris look good today, but um, Chicago Cubs—they can't get their big guys going. They can't get Baez. They can't get Rizzo and Bryant going. And it's it's really unfortunate because these are good players. They are, you know. It's unfortunate to see that they can't get going, but they're pitching people in right now. No question about it. Oh, absolutely. And then the last series was Atlanta Cincinnati. I am extremely disappointed in the Cincinnati Reds, who I had winning. They're the pitch, the offense. It was the offense, and. It's not like they didn't get guys on base. I think they left 10 guys on base in each of their games. They just couldn't get them home. They could not get the runners home. And there were big spots where Joey Votto, who's a, who, who is uh, Mr. Red, he was supposed to get the um, driving some runs there. Castellanos and Suarez looked bad down the stretch. They didn't have a good series. Um, no runs is just ridiculous. But the Atlanta Braves going into the series... If it was any other team than the Marlins and Cubs, I'd give them um, a little bit of hope because I don't think the Braves played all that well in the series. They can hit. They can't pitch. Their starting pitching is awful. The bullpen's okay. But the starting pitching looks bad. Go ahead. Ian Anderson's pretty good, though. He had a good game. Yeah, him and Freed. I personally think Freed's a little overrated. You know, he, he too much contact for me. But Ian Anderson looks like to be uh, uh, the ace of the their staff deal. the years to come. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, before we get to um, our picks in the NBA Finals, quickly, real since the game's tied, you can still do it. Who do you have winning this game, Marlins or Cubs? Cubs. And then tonight, Padres or Cardinals? Padres. All right. And then Monday, we can do our couple predictions after the Giants game. But for now, I want to get your thoughts on um, how the Lakers are doing in the NBA Finals. They got game two tonight. Yeah, and I, I thought they played the – if it was not – one of, if it was not the best game they played in the bubble, it was one of, definitely. They just looked really good. The bench played well. LeBron and AD played well. To be down by 14 and then to be up by, like, was it 30 at one point? Was it yep. more? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was just unbelievable. In the end, you know, the scoreline only went, they won by, like, 18. They, he got a couple points in garbage time. It was definitely more than that. They just played really well. It was a really good, hard-fought comeback. And... You got to be proud of Anthony Davis, who I think put up thirty-four points. And you've been saying this for, since the bubble started. 
Anthony Davis is the number one priority for this Laker team this offseason. Yeah, I, and I still maintain it. He is super, uh, super beneficial to this team. And it's even better than you could imagine as a Laker fan when you traded for him. Yeah, and that's and that's tough, tough to say because he has a lot of talent. He, and you know what? First time in the playoffs or whatever it's been, first, second time, pressure has not gotten to him. He's played exceptionally well in the playoffs. Well, I don't want to take away from, like, I, I mean, the playoffs are rough. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. But no fans there. It's not really a lot of pressure. Right, but the pressure's still there. The pressure for big games is there, but there's no fans in there hollering in his face. And I'm sure that and I'm sure that's helped. You're right. Um, you, let's get to our picks now. So last segment, we'll get to our picks. Um, I don't even have the records last week. I forgot to tweet it out, but um, I think I went two for one. I don't know how you did, but we'll start with you. What is your first pick this week, Trevor? All right, first pick of the uh, week. Uh, week, week, week week four now. Huh? Week four, moving along quickly. Cardinals at Panthers. I like the Cardinals minus three. I just think they're a better team. They rebound from that loss, Arizona. I know Carolina, no CMC. I just think Arizona's a better team. Yeah, I picked this game too, and I like the Cardinals minus three because, like you said, there's no Christian McCaffrey. And Carolina has given up 30 points twice this year. And with Kyler Murray, who I think is the real deal, Arizona's going to cover this minus three point spread. It's going to be easy. And by the way, Bam Adebayo is out. Yeah, uh, Adebayo was doubtful. Dragic was doubtful yesterday. Is he out yet or we don't know him yet? Uh, I do not know yet. But if we get it, before we get off here, I will let you know. Yeah, but, uh, even Adebayo, we know about Dragic. He's doubtful to play. That's a uh, and that's, tough draw. That, that's, that's huge. Tough draw for that's big for you guys. Um, yeah, I, I still think I still think it's going to be closer than, than people expect. And also one more thing, um, the Padres are, are optimistic that Clevenger gets to play next series. That's good. That's true. I really wanted them to win. That would be great. Yeah, that would be a great series. But anyway, yeah. So I'll take the Cardinals minus three. They're like you said, they're just the better team, and I'm I'm really high on Kyle Murray. From yeah, so we'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go first here. Give me the Texans minus five and a uh, three and a half uh, against the Vikings. And for the Texans, don't let the three and you know, uh records uh, the zero and three records scare you. They have played three really good teams that are Super Bowl contenders with the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. And the Vikings are awful. Kirk Cousins sucks. They'll be in the draft for a quarterback this April. So give me the Texans minus three and a half. Yeah, you know, log- logical logical pick there. I didn't pick that game, but and I can't argue with you. Next game, I'm going to go with Jaguars at Bengals. I like the Bengals minus a field goal. I just think they're a better team. I think Joe Burrow's played really well despite not winning a game. They tie in Philly. I think this Bengals team, the future looks promising. I think they're better than Jacksonville. I like the Bengals minus three. I agree with you. They're better than Jacksonville. And that uh, tie last week against Philadelphia, it wasn't a win. But for a young quarterback and a really uh, bad team on the rise, that that's a confidence booster. And against a bad yeah. team like Jacksonville, this is where they get their first win. I completely agree with you. I didn't take it, yeah. but I, it's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who's your last pick? I got the Rams minus 13 against the Giants. Wow, you're laying a lot. I, I am it. laying the points here, and I don't care if it's that it's 13 points. The Giants are awful. There is no run game. Daniel Jones turns the ball over too many times. The secondary sucks. The Rams will win this game by at least 20 points. So give me the Rams minus 13. Wow. And you know there's an even higher line. Ravens at Washington. 
The Ravens are 14, and they're on the road. Yeah, I saw that, and I didn't want to pick it because Washington has played. They haven't played well, but they've exceeded my expectations at the time being. Yeah. My last game, Browns at Cowboys. I think it's the upset game of the week. I like the Browns plus four and a half. So you're not that high on the Cowboys? No. I think they're a good team. I just think the Browns are better. You know, I'm feeling it. You know, they've been playing well. I'm going to ride the ship here, ride the momentum. I'm feeling the Cowboys here. This this is their breakthrough win, Cleveland. This is where they get it started? Yes. No, see, I'm the complete opposite. This is where Dallas gets it started. Dallas cannot start 1-3. and They haven't started 1-3 and since 2010. Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are not going to allow that to happen. So if I I, I didn't pick the game, I'll pick the Cowboys. But you, you want to well, add Somebody's, somebody's going to get it started. Yes. Do you want to add anything else on uh, week three? No. All right. So um, me and Trevor will be back here Monday for uh, Giants and week of uh, week four. Sorry, keeps it's a week three, week four. We'll be back here for Giants in week four. Um, the American League and National League uh, division series will be uh, ready. We'll have more games from the NBA Finals. Trevor, good luck to the Lakers. Thank and, you. And um, that's all we got. I'm Joe Morales. You can get me on Twitter, at Joe Morales underscore. That's Trevor Markowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.